It's mostly found in a lot of the ultra-processed, processed food and a lot of sugary beverages like soda. Again, it's a red flag. If you see that, you're like, ah, I should probably look at the other ingredients. And most likely those other ingredients are not going to be very good either. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 11 of the Clean Kitchen Podcast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Kevin. And don't forget that Clean Kitchen agreement. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or rating on Spotify. Episode 11, Kevin. What are we talking about today? We are talking about sweeteners. Now, this can be a confusing topic. So what we Oh, did, absolutely. Very confusing. Yes. We broke it all down. It is going to be simple, how we have it categorized here. We're going to go from the worst to the best sweetener. So make sure you stay tuned to the end because we got the best sweeteners at the end. Mm. And really the goal here is for you to not have to listen to any other podcast, read any other information. We've got everything you need in one episode. The ultimate guide. The ultimate guide. I love it. And similar, if you guys follow me on Instagram, which I know a lot of you do, if you're not following me on Instagram, at Clean Kitchen Nutrition, give me a follow. But you guys know I do a lot of bad, better, best mm. videos. So I give you the bad option, the, you know, not so good option, a better option, and then the best option. So we're going to kind of follow that format and go through bad, better, and best. Exactly. That's how we're going to break it down. It'll be very easy to understand. So we're going to start with the bad mm. option. And so there's a couple categories within the bad option, I'd say, but really the, the bad option consists of what we'll call artificial sweeteners. Mm -hmm. What are artificial sweeteners? Yeah. So artificial sweeteners like sucralose, asulfame potassium, aspartame, uh, and saccharin. These are the most common artificial sweeteners. These are man-made non-nutritive sweeteners and non-nutritive basically just means it has zero calories and no vitamins and minerals. So there's, there's, there's nothing really to it. Um, these are synthetic sugar substitutes. And in my opinion, they, they should not be in our food. So what, what foods are you most commonly seeing these types of sweeteners? Yeah. So we talked, we talked about all about artificial sweeteners on one of the previous episodes. I think it was top five additives to avoid. Yep. So if you want to hear more in depth, definitely go and listen to that one. Uh, but it's, it's in a lot of your sugar-free products, keto products. Um, yeah, those are the main ones. If you yeah. see sugar-free, use that as a red flag to, it may contain artificial sweeteners. Yeah. And the, the zero calorie there too, you mentioned that. A lot of people see that as a good thing. Oh, no calories in this. That's great. Right. But not so much. No. Not, not a good thing. No, because these artificial sweeteners, they've been shown in various different studies to have many negative effects, whether that be um, potentially uh, disrupting our metabolic health. It can lead to things like leaky gut, uh, which is, you know, a lot of digestive issues, and that can cause further inflammation. And just a lot of other negative things. Some people have migraines after consuming it. It's been associated with weight gain. And honestly, we, we, we don't really know the long-term effects of these artificial sweeteners. Uh, like, for example, sucralose yep. is one of the most common artificial sweeteners that I see when I'm looking at food products. And that was invented in 1976. So wow. when you think about it, that's not that long ago. No. So we don't know the long-term effects of these artificial sweeteners. Yeah, that's not even a lifetime. Yeah. So yeah, you, you can't really make conclusions based off of that. And so when you're looking at the ingredients, you'll see those actual chemical names. You won't see artificial sweeteners. Correct. You'll okay. see these chemical names. Yes. So Got it. so keep an eye out for all those all those ones I just mentioned. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And within those, there's another one, uh, Splenda. I think that mm -hmm. a lot of people see. So is, is Splenda effectively just the the chemical sucralose? Yeah, Splenda is sucralose. Okay. So you know, a lot of people are familiar with the little sugar packets yeah. that you put in your coffee. So Splenda is sucralose, and then you're, there's also NutraSweet, which is aspartame, mm -hmm. also the same thing found in Diet Coke, and then you also see Sweeten Low, which is saccharin. So they're all just different chemicals. I don't know if they taste different or something. Yeah. I don't know why there's so many different types, but um, they're all in the bad and avoid category, in my opinion. Okay. And then on the nutrition label, too, it, are these going to show up as a sugar or are they going to be an added sugar? And what's the difference between those two lines? So no, this is going to, it's not going it to show, show up, up as sugar or added sugar. Wow. Because there, it, it technically doesn't have sugar in it. It's a sweetener, but it doesn't mm -hmm. have sugar. So when you see, good question, because I get a lot of questions about this. If you see sugar, um, so say you look at a product and it has five grams of sugar, but zero grams of added sugar. Mm -hmm. That basically means that it's natural sugar. So that can be anything like milk. You'll see, mm. you know, five, six, whatever grams of sugar in milk because there's natural sugars found in milk, lactose. Yep. Um, 
if you look at another product, it can, again, it can have five grams of sugar, but it's coming from something natural. So maybe they're using dates as the sweetener, which technically isn't an added sugar. Hmm. It's a natural sugar. So if it's in the regular sugar line, yeah. it's a natural sugar. That's basically what that means. And that's good. And that, yeah, that's good. Yeah, okay. natural sugar is good. Yes. Okay. And then added sugar, which we'll get into more, but it's more your added cane sugar, mm. your coconut sugar is an added sugar, even raw honey, maple syrup. Those are technically added sugars. Interesting. It's surprising that these sweeteners, though, to me, I would have thought, okay, I'd, I'll see them as a, an added sugar or something, just because yeah. that's what my mind thinks. Right. But you really, you have to look at the ingredients to find these. Yes. They're, it's not technically sugar. It's a sweetener. That is crazy. So that's the, yeah, that's the main differentiation. And I did read too that it is about 200 to 700 times sweeter yeah. than sugar. Yeah. So these things, they can be addicting. If you got a little bit of a sweet tooth, sweet. these are going to be a little bit addicting. So you got to be careful of them. Yes. A very small amount goes a very long way. Yes. Yep. And I did see too how much about how many different foods have these types of sugars, uh, sweeteners uh-huh. in them. Did you see? Different different categories of food? What do you mean? It's just a, it's just a different food. It was uh-huh. a study that was performed. Uh-huh. Um, and how many? It was about 6,000. 6,000? Different foods. So that maybe that's like Diet Coke has it and then Diet Pepsi has it. That might okay. be two different. Okay, gotcha. But still 6,000. That's a lot. So these are out there. These are very prevalent, as you said. Wow. So Something you go to the grocery store and your average grocery store, you're, you, you may find 6,000 products that has these artificial sweeteners. Exactly. It's crazy. So be on the lookout. Yep. They're sneaky. And um, like we talked about, they're becoming more and more popular, especially in these in these keto snacks. Companies that are trying to cut corners yeah. are using these artificial sweeteners. When I first started to develop digestive symptoms over four years ago, I quickly realized that there was a lot of information about gut health, probiotics, and the gut microbiome online. But it was all very overwhelming and difficult to understand. But as I continued to research, I came across Seed, a brand who is truly committed to scientific integrity and transparency. Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic is a broad-spectrum two-in-one probiotic and prebiotic formulated with 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains for whole-body benefits, including gut skin, and heart health. And when I started taking Seed over two years ago, almost immediately I noticed a positive impact on my gut health, relief from occasional digestive discomfort, healthier skin, and it even helps me with going to the bathroom every single day. Yes, that is very, very important. But then I wondered, why did I not notice any improvements with previous probiotics that I had taken? And I learned that most probiotics are not designed to survive your digestive tract, but Seed is different. Seeds 2-in-1 DSO-1 is engineered to survive digestion and the patented capsule and capsule via cap technology optimizes viability and delivers a precision release to the colon. The outer capsule also serves as a barrier to oxygen, moisture, and heat, which means no refrigeration is necessary. So if you're ready to get the real deal in a probiotic, visit seed.com slash CKP and use code cleankitchenpod to redeem 30% off your first month's order of Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash CKP and use code cleankitchenpod. The link is also in the description of this episode. So there's another, uh, another bad sweetener that falls into this category. Yes. High fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. This one's also on my on my bad list. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's mostly found in a lot of the ultra processed processed food and a lot of sugary beverages like soda. So just just to start out with, if you if you find a product that has high fructose corn syrup, it's most likely going to have a lot of other bad ingredients in them. So it's, it's again, it's a red flag. If you see that, you're like, ah, I should probably look at the other ingredients. And most likely those other ingredients are not going to be very good either. Because yeah. I've yet to find a product that uses good, real, high quality organic ingredients, and then they're sweetening it with high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. It doesn't happen. No, no, no. That That's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to cheat on this test. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this exactly. is what I'm, I'm using. Exactly. And do you view artificial sweeteners and high fructose corn syrup? I know they're both in the bad category, but are they both the same to you or are they different? Um... I'd say for me, an artificial sweetener is like kind of avoid at all costs. It's been shown to have so many negative effects. High fructose corn syrup, yes as well. If you have small amounts every now and then, you know, it's not the end of the world, but um, a lot of times the foods that they're found in, they're addicting foods that 
they they, they want to make you come and keep coming back for more. So, what was your question? Uh, do you view them the it, same? Like, are they both avoided all costs to you? For me, they are. Yes. Yeah. Me personally, yeah. is that what you're asking? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'd say yes. You, you yes, would. okay, yes, yes, got it. Yeah, and and high fructose corn syrup. You know, there's been a lot of studies on it. But it's been shown to uh, excess excess consumption of it has been shown to increase your risk of type two diabetes, um, can increase risk of heart disease, and also contribute to non alcoholic fatty liver disease, which um, is basically where fat accumulates in your liver cells, mm-hmm. and that's becoming more popular with the amount of sugar that Americans consume. Yep, no doubt. I, I want to read you a tweet here, and I think this will be get a blind reaction here. Okay, uh, this is from Andrew Huberman. Oh, I love him. So if you don't, if you don't know him, I would say he's probably one of the most respected minds in fitness and health. Yes, yeah, top, top two, maybe three. Yeah, oh, maybe def- one. definitely. Yeah, because he's really he's really science based. Like he he's looks at looks at what the science says. Yeah, and one of these natural sweeteners that gets talked about a lot is aspartame mm-hmm. for a lot of different artificial reasons. sweeteners. Artificial sweeteners. Sorry, artificial sweeteners. And I've read a lot of different things about aspartame. It feels like I can never get a straight answer yeah. on it. And so there was a recent study, I guess, that was done in Europe okay. where they concluded that basically the level of aspartame that you have to consume is astronomical to the bat, to have the bad effects. Mm. And there's like 12 cans of Diet Coke a day, a day okay. you'd have to consume. Okay. And so someone was basically asking him about this, and this was his thoughts on it. This came out in July. Aspartame, my understanding is that you would need to ingest an incredible amount to make it really risky. But if you're really concerned, you can opt not to ingest it. I use stevia in limited amounts, very occasionally ingest aspartame, but avoid sucralose because I hate the taste. Mm. But then he goes on to say, that said, I understand why people get upset at the apparent safe, not safe, safe, not safe, flip-flopping of messages we hear from the governing bodies around food and household products. Mm -hmm. It erodes trust. Let's face it, many consumable goods are an ongoing experiment and we are the subjects. Yes. I'd love to, to get your instant reaction to that. Yeah, I mean, he's right. When you see one study saying it's terrible for your health, never consume it, and then you see another one that says, oh, it's not that bad. Like, it's just, it causes so much confusion. Yeah. And you don't know what to do. And I, when I, when I think about food in general, I always, I always come back to, did we consume this? evolutionary evolutionarily speaking and is it natural how was it made and when you look at how these artificial sweeteners are made they're not natural at all whatsoever which is why i think they should be avoided yeah um it's funny because he so andrew huberman andrew huberman he also have you ever heard him talk about vegetable oils before no he like he he doesn't like talking about it because it's so controversial and i feel like this is kind of another area where it's kind of similar. It's very controversial. And he, 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 I don't think he explicitly says vegetable oils are bad, Mm -hmm. but he's like, yeah, I don't consume vegetable oils. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of similar in this case. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, I don't consume these artificial sweeteners. I prefer things like stevia, uh, which we'll get into later. But yeah, it's all the back and forth. I mean, yeah, this one got me fired up a little reading this tweet. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's, it is like we are getting experimented on. We it are. It feels like. 100%. You just said that it was what, the, the 70s? Yeah. When the 1970s. Became, 1970s. Too close, yeah. Yeah. Same thing with aspartame I was reading. It was 76 oh, okay. that yeah. the FDA approved it. There you go. So same thing. Yeah. And yes, maybe it doesn't have all of these adverse effects. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. I, I don't know that we can conclusively say it does or does not. Right. But I do know it's made in a lab. Exactly. It's not natural. Not natural. 200 years ago, we weren't consuming yeah, it. Yeah, we, we, we didn't start consuming this till 1970s, yeah. which is not long long ago at all. No. So, so you, you do what you want with the information at hand, but I think the the, the advice here is avoid it if you can. Yes. Yep. yep. All right. So we're moving on. Okay. We're going, that was bad. Okay. We're going to go to better. So artificial sweeteners and yep. high fructose corn syrup are in the bad category. Yeah, that's right. What What's in the better? Yeah, we got four here okay. in the better. Okay. And the first one we're going to start with is agave. Okay. Which I generally think is... Decent. Mm-hmm. What, what's your take? You on use it in your margaritas. I don't do you use it in my margaritas? Yes, I remember you, you said that. I remember you said that. Um, agave. I guess I would put. This is this is where we're getting to. You know, slightly better. Like this is a little bit better, maybe than high fructose high fructose corn syrup. So agave nectar or agave syrup is a sweetener derived from the sap of an agave plant. Now the thing with agave, 
And the reason why people like agave is because it doesn't spike your blood sugar as much. Okay. So they, a lot of people advert or a lot of companies advertise this as uh, diabetic friendly. Mm. So the reason that it doesn't spike your blood sugar is because it's a lot lower in glucose, but very, very high in fructose. Mm. So high fructose corn syrup is 42 to 55% fructose, while agave nectar or agave syrup is 70 to 90% fructose. So it's a lot of fructose, not a lot of glucose. Okay. Okay. The problem, you're following so far? Yeah, maybe give me a quick, what's the difference between fructose and glucose? First of all, your average sugar, your table sugar is, is another name for that is sucrose. Mm -hmm. And sucrose contains both fructose and glucose. Okay. So stay with me here. Uh So glucose is metabolized by our cells. And this is how we get energy. It goes into our cells and this is how we have energy. And then fructose has to get processed through the liver. So since this agave nectar or agave syrup contains so much fructose, that all has to get processed through the liver and um, you're at a higher risk for developing fatty liver disease and even something like uh, more increased belly fat or something like that. So you really want to have more of a balance between this fructose and glucose as opposed to so much fructose. And that's sucrose is 50-50. Yes. So that's got the balance. About 50-50, yes. Okay, not to be confused with sucralose. Correct, correct. Okay, so there's a lot going on Different, yeah. Sucralose, artificial sweetener, sucrose- which we're going to talk about more, I think, next, okay. uh, which is just regular, you know, cane sugar, table sugar. Yep. And then within sucrose, there's fructose and glucose. Okay. And agave is very high in fructose. Additionally, one more point on agave, yeah. why it's maybe a little bit better, but I don't love it, is because um, the way it's processed, it's also heated to very high temperatures, mm-hmm. which kills a lot of the living enzymes, nutrients, and vitamins and minerals that are there initially. So that's another reason I don't love agave. It's not very high in vitamins and minerals. Got it. Let's move on then to cane sugar since we're talking about it too. Is cane sugar kind of in this similar category? Is it a little bit better than agave? I'd say it's a little bit better because it's not as high in fructose. The problem with cane sugar is Americans and just people in general are consuming so, so, so much of this. And again, similar to the high fructose corn syrup, if a product has cane sugar in it, it most likely is going to have a lot of other not so good ingredients in them because cane sugar is extremely cheap to make. Um, and unfortunately it doesn't contain a lot of vitamins and minerals. So that's, that's just something to limit maybe. Yes, exactly. So that's, that, that's a good point. Cause sometimes if I see a product and I turn it over and it's like 25 grams of cane sugar per serving, I'm like, okay, we probably shouldn't be consuming this. It's got a lot of sugar. Um, and there's no nutrients in this sugar. But then if I look at another product and I see it has, you know, two or three grams of added cane sugar and the other ingredients are decent, not a big deal yeah. in my opinion. I still may even consume some cane sugar every now and then. So cane sugar, it's, it's not an avoid at all cost ingredient for me. It's, hey, if you, if you have a little bit, it's not a big deal. Yeah. So this one's more about context. What, what else is? Exactly. And the quantity. Yes. Okay. And is that your general approach to the four sweeteners in this category of better? If it's in the right context, maybe I'll have it. I'm not going to completely avoid it. Yeah. I'd say for for agave, the thing is agave is not very common mm. in products. Like obviously you can buy it separately. Yeah. Uh, but it's not very common. I rarely see it. it if I do have a product, yeah, I, I really want it to have a little bit, little amount of agave, small yeah. amount. Um, same thing with cane sugar. Yeah. And cane sugar and, and agave to the extent it does, what types of food are you finding these sweeteners in? Oh, cane sugar is in everything. It is. It literally, that's the most widely used sweetener. And I mean, this one will show up on the sugar line? Yes, this one will show up as added sugar. As added sugar. Added sugar. Okay. Because this isn't natural sugar. This is added sugar. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This isn't it. naturally found in foods. You're adding this in. They're, they're, they're taking it and adding it in. Yeah. I mean, even things like, you know, products that you would even think that are healthy, like mm. um, salad dressings, uh, soup, um, Different sauces and condiments. I mean, so much, so many products contain added cane sugar. You see that, and, it, and and that's the thing; it adds up very mm-hmm. quickly. So maybe someone may see a product with it where you know it only has three or four grams 
of added cane sugar. And you might think, oh, it's not that bad. But if you're consuming products with cane sugar all day, every day, throughout the day, it adds up very quickly. And also, you got to pay attention to the serving size. Mm. We talked about this with coffee creamers. Oh, yeah. That it's, you know, three, four, five grams of added cane sugar in your average tablespoon of coffee creamer. And you got to pay attention to that serving size. Same thing goes for other products like ketchup, for example. I think it's maybe three or four grams. That's high fructose corn syrup for the most part, but pay attention to the serving size. Yeah, it does add up. That's a good point. Yeah. And there's a, a recommendation from the American Heart Association uh-huh. on how much uh, effectively teaspoons or grams of sugar that individuals should have per day. And what is that? And so for men, it's no more than 37 grams, okay. which is nine teaspoons. And for women, it's 25 grams or six teaspoons. Gotcha. So yeah, like ketchup. If I have a little ketchup, I'm not thinking, oh, I got to watch my sugar content here, yeah. sugar intake. Yeah. I'm saying, oh, I'm adding ketchup to my burger. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it would be interesting to go through your day and track how how many of these different sugars or additives you're having. Yeah. And that's why people love ketchup. It's, yeah. it's just, I mean, the classic, you know, Heinz ketchup is loaded with high fructose corn syrup. So yeah. that's why it tastes good. Yeah. And then when people, sometimes uh, I talk about, you know, lower sugar or no sugar ketchups all the time. And people are like, those taste disgusting. It's like. Yeah, because they're not loaded with sugar. Yeah. It's like they, they taste how ketchup is supposed to taste. Right. So <laughs> yeah. So the next two we're, we'll move on to within the better category are sugar alcohols. Mm-hmm. And they are, we'll start with xylitol. So talk to me about xylitol. Yeah, that so one sounds chemically. Xylitol is not very popular in terms of the processed food, but a lot of people like it for, uh, if, you're, if you're keto or low carb and you're looking for a good, sweetener alternative to bake with or, you know, add to something that needs a little bit of sweetness. So it has a much lower glycemic index than um, cane sugar. It it has a 30, uh, the glycemic index of xylitol is 30, which means it's not going to spike your blood sugar Mm -hmm. a whole lot, which is why a lot of people low carb and keto like this. And with xylitol, you mentioned that people use it in cooking, but are you also seeing it in foods? The only processed food that I really see xylitol in is something like gum, huh. which is actually a good thing. It's if you see xylitol, if you saw, if you see gum that is made with xylitol, as opposed to most of them, I believe are aspartame mm-hmm. as the sweetener. Um, I would much rather you consume xylitol than aspartame. Do you ever have gum? No, never. never. I can't remember the last time I chewed gum. No. You? No. It used no. to be so popular, like in high school. Yeah. Like if you, you were king of the castle if you y- had the gum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. So, yo, yo, can I get it? Can, <laughs> can I get a stick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no. I haven't haven't consumed gum in years and haven't haven't had felt the need to. No. Like in no way, shape, or form do I crave gum. Never. Yeah. Not at all. I kind of forget about it yeah. until people ask me, like, hey, do you know a good gum alternative? Um, but yeah, look for xylitol. That's really the only place that I've seen xylitol. So not too popular. No, not at all. So, and then the next one here, let's move on then to erythritol. Yeah. Another common one, it seems like. This one is very common. Yeah. Especially now, you know, I keep on saying it, but the whole keto low carb movement. Yep. Erythritol has become very, very popular. It is made, uh, how it's made, it's made by fermenting the glucose from corn or wheat starch. So most of the time, Mm -hmm. erythritol is coming from corn which is why I recommend looking for organic erythritol or non-GMO um, because it's coming from corn. Most corn is GMO and most GMO crops are sprayed with pesticides and herbicides. So if we can try to find non-GMO or organic, um, this actually has a zero glycemic index. So theoretically it should not be bumping up your, uh, causing a spike in insulin or, or your blood sugar in any way, shape or form. Um, but a lot of people say it has like a cold, like a cold taste to it, mm-hmm. like a, like almost like cold, like chilling to your mouth, I guess, which is why a lot of people don't like it. Yeah. But when, and where do you see this one most commonly? Um, it's it's in a lot of keto keto products. Yeah. <laughs> Low uh, again, similar to similar to the artificial sweeteners. It's in you know no sugar products. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important to. Read those ingredients and see if it's coming from an artificial sweetener or something like erythritol, which in my opinion is a lot better than those artificial sweeteners. Yep. And then with erythritol, would you consider this then, out of the, the four that we've talked about, the best? Yes. In the better category. In the so, better category, yep. yes. I, I would I would say this is your your best option. And this, is, this one's a little bit controversial. Some people are going to tell you to avoid erythritol. Um, I'd say 
turn it over, look at the amount. Cause mm-hmm. so this will getting back to the label, this is going to show up as sugar alcohols mm-hmm. on the nutrition facts. Yep. And it's going most likely it's under um it's under added sugar. Okay. So you're gonna see sugar alcohols. Yep. Ideally, I wouldn't want to see more than a few, two, three, four grams of um, added erythritol or sugar alcohols to a product. If you consume too much, it can definitely cause some digestive problems, bloating, gas, diarrhea uh, after consuming it. So pay attention to that. Some people are more sensitive to it than others. So with then xylitol and erythritol are both sugar alcohols. You can't differentiate based on the package, which one is in the food that you're looking at. Uh, no. So you're saying like, for example, maybe they're both in there? Both or, or if you're looking to avoid xylitol and try and get erythritol, mm-hmm. then you can't tell necessarily on the package. No, you can tell. I mean, it'll, oh. it'll be listed as an ingredient. Oh, okay. But you said the sugar alcohol is just listed. Yeah. That's just, that's just showing you how much of it is added. How many oh, grams, okay, how many okay. grams of added. Okay. So you'll yeah. still see xylitol or yes. erythritol. Yes. You'll still still see, see the ingredient. Yeah. I'm with you. It's just... Sugar alcohols, they that that tells you the exact amount Got that's it. in there. Okay. And just a side note, the higher up an ingredient is on the ingredient list, the more per weight, I believe is how they do it. it the more, yeah, the more per weight there that ingredient is. Yeah, that that is a fun fact that I don't that think many sense. people yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, I guess like a percentage yeah. of the total. Yeah, maybe is, is how to say it there. Yeah. So if you see erythritol or xylitol for that matter like one of the first ingredients now it probably is the first ingredient in gum (laughs) but you know a normal product if you see erythritol really high up on the list it might it might contain a lot and which case you should probably be careful because a lot of people are that are on keto or these specific low carb diets they'll just go all out and be like oh it's it's low carb so i can just eat as much as i want but when you consume too much of something like this it can cause some digestive problems. Yep. And I know you don't bake a lot. Never. Never. <laughs> but if you were to Kristen to bake, bakes sometimes. Kristen bakes, She'll yeah. make cookies every now yeah. and then. Which one of these would you use or recommend for baking? Um, if I had to choose one? Yeah, choose one of these four. Okay. If I had to choose one of these four, I would probably choose... I'd probably go with xylitol or erythritol. Okay. One of the yeah. sugar alcohols. Yes. Okay. I would. Got it. Yeah. And you can buy those at a grocery store? Yeah. You know, I haven't really looked at xylitol a whole lot, but I'm yeah. sure, yeah, I'm sure you can. Erythritol, a lot of the times, with which we're going to talk about in a second, but a lot of times erythritol is mixed with something called monk fruit, mm. which we're going to talk about. But um, yeah, you can find it at the grocery store. We'll, right. we'll, we'll put that on pause for now. So just to recap the better category, we've got four that fall into this. Mm-hmm. We've got agave, we've got cane sugar, and we've got our two sugar alcohols, mm-hmm. xylitol and erythritol. Yes. And these are... Maybe in moderation, look at the context and really be careful of how much you're consuming of this. Yes. Is the takeaway. Yep. I think that's it. All right. And also, I think think we're going to, at the end of this podcast, we're going to put together a summary of all these sweeteners and which category they fall under. So uh, if you click the link in the show notes, put in your email address, we'll send you a free PDF uh, with a summary of these sweeteners and a little like quick facts about them. I guess uh, of of what you should what you should look for versus look out for. Yeah, this is gonna be right. the, the guide you need. Yeah, ultimate it, guide. Yeah, yeah. We want you to be equipped to yes. handle everything. Yeah, because there's a lot of sweeteners out there. Yep. All right, let's move to the best. If you want to have your healthiest year yet and become the most vibrant version of yourself, I recommend you start by cleaning up your skincare products. Swapping for natural options is a must if you want to feel good and glow from the inside out. And Primally Pure has harnessed the power of natural ingredients in their complete line of non-toxic beauty products. From skin body, baby, hair, and home. And you cannot forget about their cult following natural deodorant, which is the deodorant that I use every single day. Primally Pure products are handcrafted with real, raw ingredients to optimize your results and your overall health. And if you don't believe me, check out the testimonials on their Instagram feed and website because that is proof that pure ingredients really do create positive change in your skin. You will not believe the before and after photos and the transformation stories from their community all over the world. And if you're on the fence about making the swap to non-toxic products, especially natural deodorant, check out their five-star reviews at primallypure.com 
from customers just like you. And once you're convinced, use code CLEANKITCHEN for 15% off your Primally Pure purchase. That's www.primallypure.com slash cleankitchen. Again, use code CLEANKITCHEN at checkout for 15% off your order. Now back to the show. So there's actually seven that fall into this category. Seven sweeteners. That's awesome. I love this. I didn't even realize it was that many. No, yeah, we got a huge amount here. Good. So let's start with the first category within this, this best, which is low-carb, no-sugar sweeteners. Yes. And the first one we have here is stevia. Yes. Stevia. I like stevia as a sweetener. Uh-huh. One of the reasons, it's, it's more natural. It comes from the stevia plant, which is a leaf and actually... Um, my mom, our, our mom, I always say that. Yeah. I say my mom, <laughs> our mom. Our mom, uh, she used to have a stevia plant in, uh, she used to grow it in, the, in, her, in her herb garden, uh-huh. I think it was in, which you built for her. Uh, shout out me. Shout out Kevin <laughs> Woodworking. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, she used to have a stevia plant. I don't even know if we actually used it for anything, but yeah, it comes from a leaf. Which Sounds is, healthy. Which is natural. Yeah. Yes, so I, I do like stevia. It's a good zero- uh, again, this is zero glycemic index, so it's not going to spike your blood sugar. Some people, well, most people say it has a, a slight aftertaste hmm. that some people don't like. Um, and then, yeah, some people like, some people will say it's better to sweeten with like drinks. So like carbonated beverages, like if you have some, if you want to do some homemade sparkling water, flavored sparkling water, like maybe you'll get plain sparkling water and then maybe add some citrus, lemon, lime, and then maybe a little stevia for sweetness okay yeah i like stevia it's good yeah can you can you taste the aftertaste um i don't buy stevia separately so i don't really add it to anything it's definitely in some products i consume Mm -hmm. in which case no i do not taste the aftertaste okay because i think companies do a good job of kind of covering that up with other ingredients and sweeteners but apparently if you just use it plain it does have a slight aftertaste which some people don't like yeah the next one here, I've, I've heard you talk a lot about, but I don't know a lot about it, which is monk fruit extract. Mm-hmm. Where and what is monk, fr- monk fruit extract? This is coming, this is becoming more and more popular. Again, this is a zero carb, no sugar sweetener. Mm-hmm. So similar to stevia, it also has is a zero on the glycemic index, so it should not affect blood sugar. It actually comes from monk fruit, mm-hmm. which is a small fruit native to Southeast Asia. Wow. The thing with monk fruit is that it is hundreds of times, hundred, several hundred, here we go, several hundred times sweetener than sucrose or table sugar. Oh, wow. Remember sucrose? Yeah. It's table sugar, uh, cane sugar. So most of the time, and this is what I hinted at earlier, if you see a product that is monk fruit, it is most likely cut with erythritol or not cut cut is not the right word but it's mixed with erythritol mm-hmm. they're not they're not like um secretive about it it'll yeah. say monk fruit and erythritol and why why are companies doing that erythritol is way less sweeter oh okay so just oh, the I fact see. that monk fruit is so incredibly sweet mm-hmm. they are mixing it with uh erythritol to make it a more one-for-one sugar substitute for sugar i see they're so, uh diluting it a little bit exactly got it exactly I see so some people, and it's can, it's can be a little bit sneaky because some people think they buy a, a product that says monk fruit and they think they're getting pure monk fruit, but then it, there's also a lot of erythritol in mm-hmm. it. And then some people have digestive issues and they go back to, why am I having digestive issues? Yeah. Probably because there's a lot of erythritol in there. But you'll see both on the nutrition You will label. see both. It is very difficult to find pure monk fruit, actually, mm. especially at the store. You can buy it online, but very difficult to find in the store. Uh, but it is used in a lot of processed um, foods, which I like to see. I, I yeah, like to see good. monk fruit as a sweetener. Have yes. you ever had just pure monk fruit? I have not. No. I, I'd be interested. I, I need to. Now I need to have stevia and monk fruit, yeah. I guess, on its own. No, I've not. I've only had it in in um, already you know processed foods. Got it. Yes. So there's one more then that falls into the no carb or no sugar, low carb sweetener category within the best, and that's allulose. What what is allulose? Allulose is the new kid on the block. Oh, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's a lot newer, and a lot of experts and doctors and people that I watch and read and listen to, they're all. A lot of them are a really big fan of allulose. Mm. So 
um, it's made by, so the usual, the usual way that companies make allulose is by taking fructose, which now we learned is, you know, a type of sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take that from corn or maybe other sources and they add uh, a special enzyme to it. And basically it turns into allulose. So um, unlike, uh, unlike sugar alcohols, like uh, xylitol and erythritol, well, I guess erythritol technically doesn't ferment in the gut, but it causes a lot of digestive problems for people. Allulose does not ferment in the gut and typically causes people a lot less digestive oh. issues. And actually, there's been some studies that showing uh, allulose actually acts as a prebiotic, which helps feed your good gut bacteria. Mm-hmm. So we've, I mean, I think we've talked about probiotics yeah. and prebiotics before. A little bit. Probiotic is the good bacteria. Yep. And prebiotic feeds your good bacteria. Yep. So they flourish. So allulose, some studies suggest that allulose acts as a prebiotic, which helps feed your good gut bacteria. That's really interesting. So it can be good for your gut. Yeah. Unlike these other uh, sugar alcohols that maybe are causing digestive issues, this might actually help your gut. Yeah. And so maybe taking a step back to with all of these sugars and sweeteners, Mm -hmm. is it good to consume sugar like this? Like you mentioned allulose might have some benefits, but the other ones, are they just being used for taste? Yeah, I'd say they're more being used for taste. Yeah, so I, there's not a benefit. To not it. a huge benefit. I wouldn't be like, oh, you should consume erythritol to get this vitamin or mineral. Yeah. No, it's more just a sweetener. Yeah. Yeah, just okay. to sweeten things. Okay, yes. and but does our body need sugar? Some uh, some form of sugar. It it does, yeah. Sugar yeah. or carbohydrates, yeah, yeah for, for energy. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. So we'll get to maybe some of those. We'll get to my favorite sweeteners All right. here. We're, okay. we're getting really close. All right. <laughs> So those three then are, are low carb, no sugar, yeah. stevia, monk fruit extract, and allulose. Yes. And what what do you most commonly see those used in? Um, I feel like we keep saying it, but it's a lot of the the low sugar keto Same products. Kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it can really be anything from a protein powder to a protein bar to you know even crackers, chips, um, ready to drink protein shakes. I don't know what yeah. what other food it could, it could be anything it can even like maybe even some sauces and condiments are using stevia mm-hmm. as opposed to high fructose corn syrup yep. or sugar so it, yeah it's it's in a lot of a lot of products very popular yeah and also one more note about allulose why a lot of people like it as well it um it's been shown that it doesn't really get absorbed through the body so it kind of just goes through our body and then we just pee it out uh-huh. so it's not really affecting anything no so, so. The, the downside is is very limited yes exactly one. yeah. And this one, you will find this. I think I've actually seen this in Costco before. They they recently got allulose. I don't know if it was mixed with anything else, mm-hmm. though. This could be one where it's similar to monk fruit, mm-hmm. where they'll cut it with maybe erythritol yeah. or something, because I'm not sure what the ratio uh, of it is. But okay. yeah. yeah. So then there's, there's one more category within our best, mm-hmm. which is natural sweeteners. Yes. No surprise here. Yes. Natural is natural a lot sweeteners. better. Yes. And so the first one of these we want to talk about is coconut sugar. Yes. So this is how, first of all, how is this different than the cane sugar that we talked about earlier? So this is, like Kevin said, natural sweetener. It's derived from the sap of the coconut palm tree. So unlike cane sugar, this is not highly processed and refined. In fact, most of the time it's unrefined coconut sugar, which basically means it doesn't go through this big heating process or all, all of these different steps and it allows uh the sugar to retain a lot of the nutrients so coconut sugar is very high in many different minerals uh, like potassium magnesium and zinc so it actually does have a benefit you mm-hmm. just asked is there any benefit to consuming these other sugars not really coconut sugar is the first sweetener we get to where I'm like, there actually is, there, there are some, some minerals in there. Yeah. So when you're looking at the a nutrition label then and, and you see coconut sugar, one, you get excited. Yes, I do get excited. Yeah. And then two, how much are you looking for, for, for it to be a, a good level of coconut sugar? Yes. Yeah, so you still don't want it to be a crazy amount. I mean, it's, it's still sugar. So mm-hmm. when you start getting into past double digits per serving, and again, it depends, it depends on the product, depends how much of it you're consuming. But when you start getting past double digits, double digits. So like 12, 13, 14 is when I'm like, okay, maybe cut back a little bit yeah. if you can. Okay. Um, but this uh, coconut sugar also has a lower glycemic index than regular cane sugar. So 
not going to spike your blood sugar as much. Another big benefit. Yes. But uh, I, and just a quick note there, and we're going to have to do a whole other podcast episode on this, but just a, a spike in blood sugar and insulin in and of itself is not necessarily a bad thing. That's a natural thing. And some people in the keto or carnivore community will argue with you, but we need sugar and carbs for energy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, not necessarily a bad thing. I just want to note that. Yeah, that's that's worth noting because I I hear that a lot, but I don't necessarily fully understand why or why not someone would argue against it. Right. Yep. The next one I want to move on to is one that I see a lot in a lot of bars that are sweetened with this and it's mm-hmm. dates. Mm-hmm. What what about dates make it a best for you? Yeah, also one more note on the coconut sugar. Oh, yeah. A lot of, we've talked about this previously, but look for the pattern. If a company is using coconut sugar, they're most likely using higher quality ingredients in other, or using higher quality ingredients. So it's almost like, you know, you see an artificial sweetener, it's a red flag. Yeah. Coconut sugar is kind of a green flag. It's kind yeah. of like, oh, this company is most likely using higher quality ingredients. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a, a signal. Good, it's a good thing. Good signal. Yeah. Yep. Dates. What'd you ask me about dates? I love dates. I love dates too. Yeah. yeah. We used to snack on dates all the time. Oh, you I still, still do. do. That? Oh, still yeah. Do that? yeah. Yeah. Put a little yeah. peanut butter, almond butter on yeah. them. Yeah. Those are good. Almond butter, chocolate chips. Yep. Put it in the freezer for a little bit. Ooh. Delicious dessert. Fantastic dessert. I love dates because they're so sweet, but they're so natural. It's 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 a fruit. So it's um. Uh, it's a good source of fiber. It's a good source of vitamins and minerals, similar to the minerals that I just mentioned uh, about coconut sugar. Uh, dates are rich in antioxidants. It's lower glycemic. So I, I love dates as a sweetener. Yeah. I'm surprised, that, this is just me, that dates is the first fruit that we've seen on here. When I think sugars and sweeteners, I think fruit because they mm. they have a lot of those sugars. Yeah. Why, why isn't like another fruit on the list? Why aren't other fruits being used for their sweetness. I think dates are just the sweetest type of fruit you can get. Mm. So I guess other other fruit may not be as sweet. It may, may not be sweet enough for companies to put in it. Yeah. Put, put it in their products. Yeah. You don't get the benefit of yeah. the flavor from like banana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like compared to, compare banana to dates, dates are just so much sweeter. Yeah. So I think it can really be used as a sweetener. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then the dates are, are obviously very positive here. Yes. And- same kind of question. Are you seeing, when you're seeing these dates sweetened to sweeten products, same kind of idea on how much you want to see? Yeah. I mean, dates actually, they have the, they have the fiber to go along with it. So hypothetically, it should be uh, preventing that insulin spike a little bit more just because mm-hmm. you're digesting it slower. Fiber just slows mm-hmm. down the absorption of food. Um yeah, I'd say for some reason I'm just not I, I'm not as worried yeah. for dates just because it's it's very natural. Yeah. Still, obviously, pay attention to it, especially if you're um, overweight, you're trying to lose weight, or you're diabetic, or anything like that, or you have some metabolic issues going on. Definitely, you're going to probably want to pay attention to more mm-hmm. of the added added sugar from dates. But for the average person, I'd say you're you're fine. Yeah, you're yeah. good to consume it. Yeah. All right, we got two more here. And, and one oh, yeah. more note on dates. So since this is a natural food, yep. you're not going to find dates as an added sugar. It's oh, going to okay. be a natural sugar. So like if I'm if I go to the store and I get a date date protein bar, yeah. that will just show up as on the sugar line. If date is the only sweetener used. Okay. Yes. But say they use coconut sugar. Say they yeah. use dates and coconut sugar. Yeah. The the dates are going to be the regular sugar mm-hmm. and the coconut sugar is going to show up as the added sugar. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. All right. That's good to know. Yeah. So there's that distinction. So you, when you're looking at one, I guess it, it depends on the sweetener, obviously, but when you see something on the, the sugar line, that's typically a better sign. Yes. Got it. Basically means it's natural. It's natural. Yes. Okay. All right. Anything else on dates? Nope. That's it. All right. I love dates. Two more. Okay. The first the one. The two we're best. Gonna, two, the two best ones. Two best. Saving your best for In last. my opinion. Yeah. Some, all my opinion. opinion. Yeah. And many other experts. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't just make up this list uh, willy nilly. Yep. <laughs> maple syrup. Yes. A popular one. Mm-hmm. What do you like about maple syrup? I like that it's very natural, mm-hmm. doesn't go through a 
large amount of processing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, doesn't get heated to high temperatures. So a lot of the nutrients and antioxidants and minerals are preserved and it's lower glycemic index when you compare it to something like sugar. So I love maple syrup mm-hmm. as a natural sweetener. And to clarify on this one, mm-hmm. we're not talking about the syrup that you find in maybe the syrup aisle no. that you put on your pancakes. Yeah, no. This is different. Yeah, well, this, yeah, pure maple syrup. I mean, you, yeah. will, you will find this with yeah. other syrups. Yeah. But no, I'm not talking this, the, the syrups we grew up with. Right. With basically, I probably high fructose corn syrup, yeah. other types of sugar. Yeah, yeah no, not that. This stuff. is very different. I right, just want to clarify that. Pure maple syrup. And you go into any store. You can find 100% pure organic maple syrup. Walmart, Target, Aldi, doesn't matter. Everywhere. Everywhere has maple oh, that's syrup. Great. Yes. Very accessible. And you use maple syrup a lot. What do you use maple syrup for? I actually don't use maple syrup you a lot. You don't use maple syrup a lot. <laughs> the last sweetener is what I use the most. Oh, uh, okay. We'll All right. To. All right. Um, I used to put a little bit of maple syrup in my matcha in okay. the morning. Yep. Just for a little bit of sweetness, just a quick little... Old, yeah, old. a little something-something. Yeah. A little kick. <laughs> a little bit of sweetness there. Um, I guess if I did, if I were to bake more, I'd probably use maple syrup. Yeah. Um, I guess I'd say maybe if I'm making some sort of sauce, um, I'm trying to think of an example, like if I were to make like a homemade teriyaki sauce or mm-hmm. something like that, maybe I'll put a little bit of maple syrup in there for sweetness. To the sweetness. Homemade sauces, I think it, it can be good for. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you use maple syrup at all? I don't use maple syrup. No, no, no. I don't. Yeah. All right, last one. Okay, the best one. Yes, what my favorite it? one. What is it, Kyle? Raw honey. Wow. Raw honey. We've Number talked, one. We've talked about it before. I love raw honey. Uh, it's delicious. It's nutritious, and um, yeah, I love it. Yeah. So with the the other ones we talked about, when I see cane sugar. Maybe there's organic versus regular cane sugar, but for the most part, cane sugars are the same. Yeah. With maple syrup, as we talked about, and honey. Honey is has some, I guess there's some different parts of honey. There's the raw honey, mm-hmm. but there's also other types of honey. Yep. What What's the difference between those two? Yeah, generally speaking, there's two different types of honey, raw honey and pasteurized honey. Okay. Now, the raw honey will say raw honey on it. The pasteurized honey is just going to say honey. Yeah. So if you see honey... Most likely means it was pasteurized. Pasteurized means it goes through a heating process. We talked about this in the milk episode. Most milk is pasteurized, which heats it up, which unfortunately destroys a lot of the living nutrients, enzymes, antioxidants, and all these beneficial compounds in the honey. So that's why I recommend going for raw. It keeps all of those things intact. And yeah, I mean, like I said, it has enzymes. It's also antibacterial, antifungal. So some people will actually put raw honey on their skin for like if oh, they have wow. like a rash or something. Um, it's been also been, it's, it's also been help shown to help with um, digestive problems. So like some people have ulcers in their stomach or uh-huh. gastritis, which is basically just inflammation of your stomach. Um, it, it's been shown to help that. It can help sore throats or cough. You know, some people, a lot of people have honey when they get sick. Yeah. There so you, go. you told me too that you, you'll sometimes just have a spoonful of it. Yeah. And the, what what is what are you trying to get from just a spoonful of it? All oh, just things? energy. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, like we mentioned, I, I'll have it, like, maybe before I go to the gym or something, yep. a quick spoonful. Sometimes, you know, maybe even after a meal, I'm like, oh, I want a little something sweet. Yeah. One spoonful of honey. And that'll do it. That'll do it for me. Yeah. I think it's delicious. Yeah. I it, love it. You, you made me try it the other night. Yeah. It was delicious. It was good, right? Yeah. It was really yeah. good. I've had a lot of different types of raw honey. Some yeah. are better than others. Okay. The one that I have, which is Beekeeper's Natural. Yeah. That's the best. That was delicious. That's the best one. Um, And recently I've been, um, so a lot of people know I consume a lot of beef. Uh So for lunch, I normally make a pound of beef. I normally eat anywhere from a half a pound to three quarters of a pound. Mm -hmm. And then I'll save the rest. And recently for the past week or two, I've been having that beef as an afternoon snack, Mm -hmm. but I put some raw honey on it. If you have not tried beef (laughs) and honey. It is one of the most delicious things no I've way. ever tasted in my life. A little sweet and salty combo. It is incredible. I, I don't even know if that's a thing, or you just made that up. Uh, I've seen I've seen some people do it before okay. on social right. media, and I was like, I got to try this, and it's incredible. incredible. Try it. All right, there you go. Try it. There's the takeaway. Yeah. And what else are you putting in honey besides just having it your, your by itself? 
Um, uh, if if I were to bake, I'd probably use it for baking. Yeah, uh, you put it in your coffee? Uh, no, I normally don't. No, so actually, so that's a good point. Actually, right now I'm back on the matcha train. Oh, we switched. I've been making All matcha right. recently. Matcha. We've talked about how I switched back and forth. Back on the matcha train. When I make my matcha, I actually use a protein powder that is beef protein isolate, vanilla bean, and um, monk fruit as the sweetener. Hmm. So that's kind of the sweetness for me for matcha. Yeah. Coffee, I don't. I just put heavy cream or butter or whatever okay. and butter. So so I don't. I don't use a sweetener for coffee. Got it. But that would be another good use case for it. Although you don't want to heat it to high temperatures, the raw honey, because then okay. that can... You're losing some of the benefit you, of it. Exactly. Got it. I used uh, some raw honey the other day. Oh, you did? What'd yeah. you use it for? I made waffles. Okay. And I never made waffles. Yeah. Looked up uh, some ingredients, some yeah. uh, directions. And uh, homemade? You made homemade waffles? Homemade waffles, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I used some raw honey as a sweetener. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like instead of maple syrup? Or did you still use syrup? Uh, I used still use syrup. Okay. Honey, honey, honey and syrup. Honey, I used in... To make the mix. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, as nice. Instead of vanilla. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it was good. Very good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think what other use cases people have anything for honey. Like, anything you're I, gonna, I think anything baking, you're going to sweeten. Yeah, yeah like baking. If you're making a cake yeah. or cupcakes, yeah. cookies, yeah. then you might want to try some of the, the best out. Yeah. That also makes me makes me think, though, you're heating, you're, you're cooking mm. cookies or cake or whatever. Yeah. So I'm wondering if some of the nutrients are lost there. Yeah, you might be losing some. Yeah. But it's still better than some of those first yeah. ones. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Maybe yeah. just drizzle some honey on, on yeah. top after. Y- y- yeah, honestly. Something like that. Yeah. I think the the if you can keep it in its raw form, I think that's that would be better. That's where you get the most benefit. Yeah. All right. So those are the best sweeteners. So there's, there's two categories to recap of yes. best sweeteners. Yes. Are the, the low-carb, no-sugar sweeteners, mm-hmm. which are stevia, monk fruit extract, and allulose. Yes. Then there's the natural sweeteners, which are the, the best of the best, which is coconut sugar, dates, maple syrup, and the king, raw honey. The king. The king. Love raw honey. Yeah. Probably going to have some after we uh, stop recording here. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is one of those things to monitor very closely. Yeah. And I think this is one where you really want to just be cautious yeah. of the the chemicals and what's made. because. To, to what we talked about in the beginning, we just don't know enough yeah. to confidently say anything. I know people have been consuming honey for a really long time. Exactly. I know they've been thousands and thousands, thousands and of thousands years. of years. Yeah. And maybe millions. Could be. Maybe a million or two. Yeah. That's been out, around forever. Maple syrup, yeah. dates, these kinds of things have been around for a long time. Exactly. They've stood the test of time. The ones that have been created 30, 40 years ago, yeah. we just don't know. That is a great summary, Kevin. Way to end it for episode 11 of the Clean Kitchen Podcast. Remember, there is a link in the description that you can put in your email and get a summary of all of these sweeteners. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Leave a rating and review on Apple Music and Spotify. That is it. We will see you next week in episode 12. Stay sweet. Nice. (laughs) I love that.